Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome back, folks, to the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside our third real Kevin Langley. Hi, I'm back by unpopular demand. Uh, no, I wanted you back. First of all, we're going to give a shout out to our boy Mark Riley. And listen, as much as, like, you know, he hasn't been here a lot recently just because, you know, multiple jobs and everything like that, he does so much for us on the social media and helping me produce the snip, doing the snippets for us for our social media pages, doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes for this podcast and helping us grow. So shout out to my boy Mark for helping us out. I may bust his balls and I may have given him a shot or two with me and Jack last week, but. He's giving it his all with this, even if he's not on a lot. So, also, shout out to David, Jack, and Kevin, our rotation of substitutions here at the the, uh, corner booth. We love having you guys on, so it's going to be fun. But let's get started. It's time for What's on Tap. First off, NBA Finals start tomorrow night. Kevin, who you got? I... In my heart of hearts, I want to pick the Raptors. I want to see Toronto win, but I, I, it's going to be the Warriors. How many games are you giving them? Uh, I think it depends. If KD can come back and if Cousins plays game one like Steve Kerr thinks he will, I think it's going to be six. But if KD doesn't come back or Cousins misses some more time, it's going to be seven. See, before the show, I said um, Warriors and seven. Because I am a psychopathic human being, and I literally just love firing off shots from the hip. From the hip. I'm going to pick the Toronto Raptors in seven. Mark it down right now. Uh, hang on. Let me just look up the nearest psych ward. In Connecticut for you. I'll send you that number after. Book, book me a suite, please. Do you need a straight jacket or? No, nah, poolside view. Okay. I'll, I'll try to find nice one. All right. Hear me out. I was in the Colin Coward show on Monday. As you guys know, I love the herd. So is Mark. Um... I was listening to his whole point about how this Raptors team resembles a lot the 11, 2011 Mavericks team that won, beat the 
LeBron Lakers. I mean, LeBron Heat. And, oh, God, there's so many teams he's played for. All I'm saying is this. There's no doubt who their superstar is. Decent supporting cast. No superstars on supporting cast. So there's one alpha dog. They play good defense. There are a lot of experienced veterans. There's no, like, really young guys who are like, oh, my God, we're in the playoffs. Those shitters are gone. One thing also okay. I want you all to think about is that the Warriors play better, have been, have been playing more efficient without KD. Maybe it's something in the fact that Draymond feels like there's nobody else protecting the basket, so he has to, um, you know, just play his heart out. Okay, Draymond's been one of the best defenders in the playoffs in a long time for this playoff run. It's been insane. But Kevin Durant may not be back the entire playoffs. There's a report going around that he may not even step on the court in the finals. I doubt that. But Cousins may be back in one, which does give Golden State advantage. But I'm telling you, this Raptors team just feels like you can't kill them. They're like uh, Blue from the Jurassic World series. Every time you think that damn raptor is dead, it keeps coming around the corner and starts attacking the bad dinosaur it, it, or bad bad guy or whatever. It's insane. I, I cannot fathom, one, how the Raptors were able to survive a barrage from the Bucks and then not only come back, win four straight. Battle of the 76ers, who had a much more talented team, and then, of course, Kawhi's jump shot hits fourth. It almost feels like they're the team of destiny, Kevin. Um, far be for me to tell destiny ain't going to happen. So give me the Raptors in seven on a clutch ball steal by Kyrie and a quick like Kawhi. pass to somebody down court. Ka- Kawhi, sorry. Both K names with a Y in them. Yeah, they're also very different players, though, and people. Yeah, I know. Kyrie's kind of a bitch. Oh, God, you're so petty. Yeah. We don't appreciate pettiness here. I always give Mark shit for it, too. Um, I don't have an issue with Kyrie. I'm just saying, compared to Kawhi, he's kind of a bitch. True. All right. So what do you think of my take just now? Um, I think comparing them to 2011 Mavericks might be a fair comparison, but also I think that the Warriors aren't the 2011 Heat. I think they're a better team. And I also think that the 2011 Heat, it took them a while for them to gel as a team. And that showed in the playoffs. Because it was about halfway through the season, I think, if my memory serves me correct, where they really started playing great. And I think the Warriors, they've that team's been put together. I know... Katie just joined two, three years ago, but that's still two, three years experience. But then guys like Clay, Steph, Dram, they've been playing together for years. So I think it that chemistry that they have is harder to overcome than a newly formed team. And while if Katie's out, I think that you have a point there. It will give Kawhi a better chance to score. He's still going to get buckets, but I think he can score more without a guy like Katie with Katie's length on him. But I think if 
KD's out for extended time, they're going to rush back Cousins a bit faster. And I think that gives them another edge if Cousins can is healthy enough to produce. Cousins hasn't been back since game, I think, three of the uh, Clippers series. Part of it's probably they knew they didn't really need him. True, but this whole – there's just a weird vibe I get off this series. Like, this whole playoffs has just been weird. Like, I feel like something monstrous is about to happen. I just don't know if it's Kawhi and the Raptors pulling off the upset of the century or KD pulling a Willis Reed – Walking off the walking out of the tunnel, game seven, and dropping fifty, and getting the Warriors the W. I think if it's tied two two, and in game four the Warriors get blown out, game five I mean, so the Warriors go down three two. Katie's not coming back. He wants everyone to see who the real reason they won was. I don't think he's that petty. I think he is. There's a team that gave him two titles. I don't think he'd pull that. I uh, think if he came back and pulled the Superman move and just came back and was like, all right, let me take this bitch. It's what, if they lose in a close game and are down 3-2, he will come back because then he can still thinks they can win. If he doesn't think they can win, he's not coming back. Fair. But I, it's just it's a weird situation because – in a tied series with the Rockets, who were supposed to be the team that was going to knock the Warriors off. I even been on that bug, too. Literally, the team I hate more than the Warriors are the Rockets. It's a very weird team to hate a lot. Um, this is the Other analytics the I hate. Okay. James Harden, I hate. I want to shave his beard and his mohawk. Um, just to make him suffer. Um, I, just, I just don't like his whole like demeanor with this. It just drives me crazy. So, I don't know. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I could so see Kawhi pulling this upset. And honestly, my gut is telling me, do something crazy. My head is telling me, six or seven Warriors win, but Kawhi plays out of his goddamn mind. Oh, I'm not saying that you're completely wrong. If the Raptors somehow win in seven, I don't think they will. But I won't be shocked. I'll be shocked because it's the Warriors, but I won't be shocked because the Raptors won. It's more, I'd be shocked the Warriors lost. True. And that's the problem. I mean, the Warriors are going to be a fun team. But, I mean, the Raptors are going to be a fun team. But the problem is, it's going to be all about how the Warriors blow it. Yeah. All right. I agree. I'm going to let you take lead on this one. Stanley Cup Finals. Let's what go. is this hockey thing? And America should know more about it. But, I mean, Boston's in it. So, God, I hope it go. I'm rooting for the other team. So, Well, I'll be honest with you. I was a little nervous after, I think, about a period and a half, two periods of game one. Bruins down to a 0-2, down 0-2. Come roaring back, four goals, win 4-2. Tory Krug absolutely demolishes a Blues player. And I, I'm not sure it's going to be a sweep. I think it'll be a gentleman sweep, 4-1, maybe 4-2. But I think we're all forgetting the important fact of why we should all be rooting for the Bruins to win at least two games, which I think they'll do easily. But 
KJ tweeted that if the Bruins win two games in the series, he will get their logo tattooed on his thigh. And I think we can all get behind that. <laughs> I, you know what? I love bets like this. And I love like the whole, like, oh, if they do this, I'm going to do this. Like, listen, I, I'm going to about to tell my flag football team that I just joined for our summer season. We win the summer title. I will shave my chin and just have like the handlebars and mustache. Because for all you don't know, I have not been clean shaven since high school. No, no. Freshman year of college. And my chin has been the one part of facial hair I've never shaved. I will actually do that. So I appreciate this kind of bet with getting the Bruins with the logo and everything. It wasn't a bet, though, which is the funniest part. It wasn't between him and Jackson. It wasn't between him and Zach back. He just tweeted it randomly. Wait, this was Jackson? No, it wasn't a bet between KJ, KJ and Jackson. Jackson, I mean, KJ just tweeted, the Bruins win two games. I'm going to get their logo tattooed on my thigh. And I'm putting uh, this all out here. KJ, I, just, I will drive to wherever you're from, and I will watch. I will personally feed you booze while you're getting a tattoo on your thigh. I think it's – I am saying this now, and I have it screenshotted just in case after tonight he deletes it. Oh, my God. We are we are creating some monsters here at Belly Up. The reason I'm I'm just sick of Boston teams winning titles is not Kevin. It's not because of fans like you. It's because ever a fucking Boston fan like <clears throat> Jackson, <clears throat> some of my friends from back home. I think with Jackson, it's a little bit of a bit. But it's a not bit much. that pisses a people off, dude. It's like, oh my god, I almost want to Thanos snap your entire fucking city. Ouch. I just I can't stand their fan base, dude. I mean, oh Patriots, Red Sox, like it's almost like I hope to God every single team in their city goes like fifteen and how many ever maximum losses they can have. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. That's I what mean, it looks listen, like. your Red Sox are sucking this year because everyone can hit Chris Hale, Chris Sale finally. Yep. We don't talk about the Red Sox, but at least <laughs> they won. They didn't ruin it like the Celtics did. Yeah, well, the Re- the Celtics also just blew it. Yep. I think Brad Stevens is the most overrated coach in basketball, but... I think it, it hurts, though, that Kyrie didn't have a great series. Well, but... here's the here's the thing. Like, Kyrie and Brad Stevens, clearly their systems didn't make. Kyrie's an improviser. Kyrie Brad's also, just, like, Kyrie's a ball sense of guard. Yeah. Like, it's He did not fit in that system to begin with. I'm not saying he's a good coach. Brad Stevens is more kind of like a Popovich-style coach with his system, just kind of team ball, move it around. He needs not a lot of one, one-on-ones. Which he Kyrie, needs to distribute, a distribution point guard, a guy like Tatum and Brown on the wings, guys who can be athletic, shoot, play defense, possibly a scorer down low, a little more athletic than like Hayward or Horford. That's how his system really works. Yeah, and especially is- now. A couple years ago with Isaiah – when they didn't have as good a team around him, Brad Stevens just basically said sometimes, like, oh, Isaiah, just go do whatever you want. It's – the problem is, and I think that everyone's like, oh, Brad Stevens is the best mind in basketball. He's a great mind, a very smart guy. But at the end of the day, half of coaching is in basketball is letting the guys play. It's not like the NFL where every play there's a stoppage. Yeah. Coaching is more like making adjustments in the NBA. Yeah. So to me, guys who are system coaches, 
I feel like as we are, we're more and more in a superstar era, as we've seen with Kawhi in Toronto after he's left San Antonio a system, that unfortunately these systems are becoming obsolete because you add a star player and the star player is like, fuck your system. And it, they're a second-round exit. I am the system. Yeah, that's true. All right. Speaking of more athletic men down low, that sounded dirty. Um, <laughs> you almost said it, not me. I know. That's why I immediately said it so you didn't make fun of me. <laughs> Anthony Davis. You want to talk about this or you want me to? I will take lead. All right. So Davis met with the Pelicans. Now, and it really was kind of like vague what they talked about. It was probably essentially you, you ever, everyone knows essentially what it was going to be. He's like, I want to be traded. I don't want to be here. I don't care for drafting Zion. If I'm the Pelicans, I take this as a blessing. Anthony Davis probably was over overrated players in the NBA. I've never been a fan of his game. I thought his Kentucky team is too heralded. Honestly, they were good, but they were never really great. And now you look at, oh, he's always hurt. Well, if he's always hurt, then trade him to a team. Trade him to Boston. Trade him to New York. Or trade him to Brooklyn, who apparently is going ape shit. Trying to get him and him and Kyrie together. And KD. And Kevin Durant. I don't think they're going to get Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant to the Knicks is going to happen. I think if they can pull off a move or an agreement to get Anthony Davis and they sign Kyrie early in free agency, I think they have a chance to get KD. But here's the one thing you're forgetting is KD wants to go up to a place where it's his team. Yeah, no, that's true. I could see like if like you know like him and Kyrie went to New York with all that supporting cast. It just has to be the F LeBron team, which I would love. Everyone knows my absurd hatred of LeBron James. But you could also say if it was just like I I could see the Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and Dan and uh, D'Angelo Russell. That's a great team. With that I, young think, team. I think the only issue with that would be if the Nets get Anthony Davis, they would have to give up D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I'd be up for that too because, I mean, my Timberwolves can go get a run in them like they wanted to. Have them play point with uh, all, all the other athletic guys we got. Well, no, I mean, um, Anthony Davis would be for D'Angelo Russell and some other stuff. Yeah, probably. But he's a restricted free agent. So. Yeah, I don't know. So essentially, like, they wouldn't have the money to pay Russell if they went and got Davis. That's what you were saying. Um, next up, this topic just makes me so angry. And Kevin, just take right, I'll just talk about it. So the other day, the Sports Business Journal or something like that got an email that was sent out or got access to an email that was sent out to a lot of NFL agents and players from – the executive director of the NFL Players Association, DeMaurice Smith. Yes. That told players and agents that after this CBA is up, not at the end of this season, but next season, be prepared for a year-long stoppage. 
So no football for a year, maybe. I don't think it'll get to that point, but worst case scenario, we're not going to have football for a year unless the XFL succeeds. Vince McMahon is loving life right now after this news. And reports are the players want more league revenues, more guarantees in their contracts, and marijuana removed from the banned substances list. I'm on point with every single one of those. I'm on point with two of them. Which one are you not on point with? I am not on point with more league revenues. It's at 47% currently. What do they want? I'm not sure. It's just that they want they want it to be higher. I think if they get it to 50, that's fine. But I think once you're getting over 50, that's an issue to me. I say 49% or 50. But yeah, like- I think that's good, but it depends on how high they want to go. And because, A, they, they're not... And I get they're generating the revenues. They're the reason that a lot of these revenues come in. But they're also not footing the bill for all the expenses that the league has, which is a very high amount. But also, if I I would feel bad for the players if league popularity went down, if the concussion thing came up and people actually stopped watching football. I don't think it'll happen, but on the off chance, I don't think the players should be punished for that and get less money. When it was, like, not their fault. And yeah, the and standards back in the day were. Gone. I know that's not a great argument because it's more so the expenses thing. I get it's not a great argument because if that number will be going down even if they don't raise it, raise yeah. the amount they get. But so that's the only thing. More guarantees. NFL players are getting punished for our entertainment. And if some guy signs a contract, should be set for life. And then week one of OTAs tears his ACL and it is is never the same and gets cut. I think that's unfair to him. And then marijuana being on the banned substances list is stupid. I wrote an article about that. You should read it. Selfless plug. I love it. Hey, I didn't plug that I wrote an article about this maybe lockout. You should read that too, though. (laughs) Oh, God. You may have benched it. One of our more active writers, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Langley. Um, I'm here for. I just. You know, it's just. It's. I just hope it's quick, like the last CBA we had to go through, where like you know it was, it took like they got to like January and they're like all right, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good, they'll be all good. It was before the season. It, they got to like June and we're like, all right, we're we're gonna do this, we're done. Yeah, because they realize how much money football makes and they're like, it's not worth this yep. whole like. I think worst case scenario is we're not going to get we're we're not gonna be without NFL football for a year. Don't worry, guys. But I think it's going to be like the 1987 strike where they, after week two, they canceled week three games and then four, five, and six were played by replacement players and players who crossed the picket lines. Like Joe Montana's I would love to see AAF players suit up in NFL uniforms. Oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be great. All right. You know what? Let's hope it doesn't come to that. All right. Next up. Speaking of disappointments, the Houston Rockets. Speaking of disappointments, my entire life story. Oh, God. Calm down. Graduated college, by the way. Congratulations, Kevin. Yeah, graduated college. Roll Tide. Oh, God. After that, what that state's done, that state should, that, that state should be Thanos snapped. Um, yep. Oh, just start over down there. Um, anyway, Rockets blowing up. They're starting over as well. They may, depending on what is offered, may trade Chris Paul. Wrong player to trade there, Chief. I just, the James Harden experiment, it's failed. 
he will never win a playoff a, a big playoff series. I'm telling you right now. You can keep putting up against crap teams that are like falling apart from the inside. It's, oh, that's fine. But then you put him against any kind of real challenge, like a Kevin Durant-less Golden State team. Oh, Chris Paul was hurt. That's the only reason we lost Game 7. Clay no. Thompson's an underrated defender. James Harden. I play better defense than James Harden. I said Clay Thompson. I Clay will Thompson may be one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's underrated. He's underrated because the NBA, the NBA, all NBA team voters are fucking idiots. Yeah. If J- if Clay Thompson was, if they, Minnesota was like, if Minnesota and Golden State were like, we want Wiggins for Clay Thompson, your first round pick, I'd be like, sold, take him, give me Clay. Just like it's, I love Clay I Thompson. I love his game. That move. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I except can, yeah. except the Warriors. Yeah. Um. The uh, Clay Thompson's a great player, but. Either way, James Harden's supposed to be the analytically best player on earth. No. Wrong. Like, it's just... I think... The, Ra- the Rockets will never win a title with James Harden on the roster as long as he's the centerpiece. I will tell you that right now. I can guarantee that. I will bet my kid's college fund on it. And that isn't even started yet. So you're betting zero dollars on it? Hey, hey, you. Bob, bet my Camaro fund. That's at $1,000. Okay, there we go. So you're betting somebody. I think what they should do is wait and see what Clay and KD do. If Clay and KD decide to stay or one of them decides to stay, blow it up. I was saying earlier, trade Chris Paul and Clint Capella for picks and some good young talent. I think you're not fixing the problem. I don't think James Harden's the problem. Also, if they trade James Harden, the fan backlash will be ridiculous. I don't think they want to deal with that. They're smart fans. Yeah, they they are, but also, I mean, like you said, analytically, he's supposed to be one of the best players in the world. It's they're the fans. A lot of fans will backlash. They might not be in Houston, but they will be all over the place. And but if Kate, but um, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. Oh, all if they I'm leave, don't that, blow it up. Yeah, they should blow it up. I'm all for it. I, I mean, I don't like the Rockets anyway. So seeing them suffer and lose a, a ton of games in the playoffs, no skin off my back. So you don't want them to blow it up then? No, I, I want to get rid of Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. Trading. Send him to a team. Trade him to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. Chris Paul developing Zion and RJ uh, developing Zion. That'd be scary. No, he would get to New Orleans and then just be like, yeah, I'm not playing. Trade me to someone else. I don't know. I I feel like, I don't know. This is just this whole city. The NBA is just so rigged. Yep. Even though this, um, this lottery was kind of an F you to all the big city teams. Which is shocking. I loved it. I saw that. I was like, you know, my oh. Timberwolves got screwed. But F you LA, F you New York. I I thought that the fix was in. I thought Adam Silver was going to pull David Stern magic. Be like, oh, um, 
New York, yeah, you can have the first overall pick. You know what? We'll give you the second overall pick, too, just because. Or, like, L.A. gets the first overall pick, and I'll be like, all right, he's rigged. So I'm going to shoot Adam Silver now. Maybe he rigged it for New Orleans to get it. They, it's hard to rig it when they had a 14% chance. Like, that, uh, that was one of the best. But maybe they intentionally gave it to them so people couldn't say it was rigged. Yeah, maybe. A little conspiracy theory. <laughs> As long as the Lakers don't succeed and LeBron goes down as failing in L.A., I will be happy. Yep. Same. I hate All right. Things. R.J. Hampton, number five recruit in the high school uh, top 100 basketball, is for going to college. Is going to play for the New Zealand. What is the name of this team, Kevin? Breakers, I think. New Zealand Breakers. Now, Brandon Jennings did this a couple years ago, and I thought it was insane. I was only in middle school when he pulled this crap, but here's the thing. I get getting your paycheck, but this is why the NBA needs to change this. This is so fucking dumb. They need to get rid of the age requirement, I think. No. They need to fix a couple things. One... If a guy goes to the draft, gets drafted, and is a failure in the D-League and can't make it in, he should be able to go back to college. Two. That's not an NBA rule. I don't know. Well, the NCAA should work with this. Everyone okay. else is about able to go back to school and pick up right where they left off. Why can't an athlete? Two. Certain players should be able to go out of high school and get G League contracts. I like that move. But only certain players. Like if a top like a fi- top 15, like a, ni- a guy who's not in the top 25 goes, I want to go straight to the draft and doesn't get drafted, he should be able to go back and apply for college late. Okay, I agree with that. Well, it's just it's certain things. Like this is the problem. The system is broken. Certain guys like Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, they fit the one-and-done system. But, like, that whole class of Michael Carter-Williams, Trey Burke, the, I refer to as the the horrible class, and even Giannis's class. That's Giannis's class, by the way. Like, Lonzo Ball should have played two or three years at UCLA. Markel Fultz should still be at University of Washington. Like, you have a clear problem here. Fix it. And this guy, RJ Hampton, is just doing what he thinks is best for himself. I think so. the problem isn't the on the NBA side. Well, I think they should eliminate the rule making it so we have a bunch of one-and-dones. I think they should just make it. If you're 18 and graduate high school, come on in. But I think the problem comes from the NCAA. Shocker. NCAA is doing <laughs> something stupid. It, college basketball isn't as enticing anymore. Like, Emmanuel Moutier did this a while ago, but there were concerns that he was academically ineligible. R.J. Hampton is academically eligible. He's a the number five recruit in the country. But him dealing with the NCAA and going to college doesn't make sense to him. He even said, I never dreamed of playing college basketball. I dreamed of going to the NBA. And if he goes to college, messes up his knee, and doesn't get drafted. Well, he's not getting paid, by the way. Know, by New Zealand? Oh, yeah. I thought you said... But yeah, so going to the Breakers, he will get paid. He'll have... He's not going to get paid as much as he would in the NBA, obviously, but he can't go to the NBA because that's a stupid rule. 
So going to New Zealand, he'll at least have some money and have some experience playing professional basketball. And he can get a second job if he wants to, or his parents can buy him stuff. He can sign endorsement deals, have an agent. Yep. It's just a sudden, it's 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 unfortunate that it has to come to this. Yeah. The I don't know. NCAA needs to figure it out. The NBA so, needs to figure it out. What? Who's the guy who runs it? Mark something. Mark Riley? No. God, if, if Mark Riley won the NCAA, we, the world would be in trouble. Who runs the NCAA? Yeah, it's Mark something. Mark something. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. Emirate. Mark Emirate. He's a he's the biggest idiot of them all. So, all right. Last but not least. We'll kick the smooth jazz for this one. It's a special last call. We're going to put, me and Kevin here are going to put to bed this whole Magic and Lakers drama. So, there was a report that came out about how Magic had made some HR people cry. He's a horrible, there's a fear monger, horrible GM, player, executive, whatever the position was. And at the end of the day, Magic, if he had this reputation in business, you'd know about it. And I think this kind of just shows how fucked the Lakers are. They're so afraid of allowing Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, Maverick Carter, and LeBron, all these motherfuckers, to, like, you know, get in and take control of the Lakers organization... And Genie Bus is all about, we're like a little family shop. No, you were when you had Kobe, who was so not about the Hollywood style he lived in Orange County. He's still an influence in the building, so is your ex-boyfriend, Phil Jackson. Lakers are a mess. And this makes me so happy. I love the Lakers, I really do. I loved Kobe, loved Shaq, loved Kareem, loved Will, loved James Worthy. Well, I even liked Magic, too. I even loved how they had Carl Malone and Gary Payton at one point. I was pissed they beat my Timberwolves in 04, but I understand. So, I get the scenario. But to spread a whole thing about Magic Johnson is just classless. And show me an actual evidence, reports, like actual documentation that Johnson was his fearmonger, then I'll believe you. When it's just all hearsay and it's a story and it's been leaked, I don't believe it. It comes off as the Lakers just trying to trash Johnson so they look better free agents. When maybe they might get Jimmy Butler. And that's it. Because if the Nets call Boogie, Boogie's booking it. He ain't gonna want to go to LA. He sees Boogie may be emotional and crazy. But he's not stupid. So, this just comes off looking bad for the Lakers, in my opinion. Kevin, what you think? I think every story comes from some place of truth. I think probably in the Lakers front office, it probably was difficult dealing with Magic. But I also think it wasn't just Magic being difficult to work with. They were all difficult to work with, with each other. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it was overblown. I think you're 100% right with what you said. But I just think there's a small kernel of truth to it. <sighs> All right. I mean, I honestly, I just... 
I think Jeannie Buss needs honestly just become seen, become pay, paying, not heard, like a lot of NBA owners are. She should become like the Queen of England. Doesn't really do much. Just a title. She just pays for it. I don't think they should hire Rob Polinka. I think that was too much of a service to Kobe. I love Kobe, but I think that too much Kobe... I mean, if, it, if you let Rob Polinka work, sure. But there's just, like, this whole Linda and Kurt Rambis... Kurt Rambis was the worst head coach in Timberwolves history. In Timberwolves history. We were garbage for a decade. That's like saying the worst head coach in the Browns history. We're the Cleveland Browns of basketball. We're close to it. Oh, sorry, take out LeBron James, the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Browns of basketball history. I was going to go uh, with the Hornets. Yeah, Hornets. Because the Timberwolves actually has some really good players. Um, we're like, uh, I guess the Bengals? Yeah, I, got, yeah. I think that's a good comparison. Yeah, we're like the Bengals of the, of, of the NBA right now. But unlike the Bengals, we actually have some hope. Um... The Lakers are quickly becoming the New York Giants of the NBA. Just a complete fucking laughing stock. You know, it's so sad. It's such a great brand for sports. So much history. So much love. And but they're like fear. They're in fear of like what? I love it. I know you love it, you sick bastard, but like I grew up like respecting that Laker gold, man. Like I'm getting my Kobe jersey because I love the like I love Kobe growing Eight up. Eight or twenty four. 24, baby. Yikes. Well, I mean, 20, I'm going to try to see if I can cop the 24 jersey from my boy, Connor, because that's what he has, but I, I'll get the 8 throwback. I don't care. That's been so long. They're both throwbacks now. That's weird to think about. Yeah, but um, as long as the Lakers just, you know, continue to stay miserable and eventually just the whole LeBron thing blows up, but it has to happen. This is a necessary evil. They made a deal with the devil. No, I'm not calling LeBron the devil. It's an analogy. LeBron ruined this league for a little bit with player mobility. I'm all for players doing what's best for them. But LeBron brought this whole AU mentality that softened the league up. It's getting hard again. Phrasing. <laughs> We're both, I'm talking about athletic men down low. You're talking about getting hard. This is just a... <laughs> disaster I love it but this is like the league started to kind of push back against LeBron's player mobility kind of thing and like everyone playing with their buddies like Katie's like saying F playing with my buddies I'm gonna go to the worst team in the league or run organization possibly New York and hopefully win a title there with like one other guy I love that I love a diverse league I love anarchy I love craziness I love the fact it's the Raptors and not the Cavs or the Celtics versus the Warriors. If it was a Celtics-Warriors series, I would have wanted to blow my brains out. I, I agree with you. I don't with, with the Celtics part, but I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you from that standpoint. It's nice to see a team like the Raptors make the finals. I would love to see, like, a Timberwolves... Hornets final. That'd be crazy. The Babes would be incredible. Yeah, but the Hornets are going to be trash now that Kemba's gone. They're gone. Well, hey, in their defense, they were trash with Kemba. 
and they're okay with Kemba. I mean, if Kemba goes to Minnesota, him and Towns, Towns and Wiggins, whew, I love that combination. If Kemba but, goes to Minnesota, trade Towns. Not Towns, trade Wiggins, sorry, not Towns. I, not listen, I've, I, I've sold Wiggins in my head. Towns is my boy. I love Josh Okoge, our, like, out-of-control Trevor is a like, dunking machine that we call a shooting guard. Like, get us a Bradley Beal, somebody can shoot threes. Uh, I'm up for it. I love Towns is my boy. Wiggins, honestly, he just needs to get his head checked. But I never lose faith in Wiggins, but if we traded him, it wouldn't be like when we traded Levine where I was kind of heartbroken. So, yeah. Also, Jimmy Butler kind of broke Andrew Wiggins, so. Yeah, I, I, I want Jimmy Butler to just go to a team and just not make the playoffs for the rest of his career. <coughs> Lakers. <coughs> um, so, yeah, no, that about wraps up for us today. Folks, I want to thank Kevin, of course, for coming on today. We're going to switch next week, going back to a two to three episode a week format. Memorial Day has been a little crazy. I'm trying to get back on my game here. You may see Jack. You may see Kevin. You may see David. You may even see Mark. All right. <laughs> it's like seeing a unicorn. You even might see our boy Mike Brown or even my boy Rattlesnake co-host for a show or Zach Mack or Brian Lynch, somebody. Lots of guests come on when your boy is sitting in the driver's seat and I ain't leaving anytime soon. So that about wraps it up today. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Deuces. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.